Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Guys Podcast. My name is Cameron Klein. I'm your host. My other co-host, Justin Goodhart, as you obviously can tell, is not here today, as he's usually the one doing this intro. Um, unfortunately, he's still in the mountains. We try to get a, a virtual thing going. Unfortunately, he uh, was running into technical difficulties. So with free agency, um, now uh, in, in, in its midst, I guess, uh, the first day being yesterday, it's now Thursday, uh, July 14th, um, we had to go ahead with the show anyway, right? Because it's just, the flyer situation is, as I'm sure all of you already know, absolute mayhem. Um, and, and I just, we all, we both decided we had to get some type of statement out. So luckily halfway through this segment, um, or this show, I will be joined by Eric Reese of the Philly Sports Network. Um, I decided for the first half of the show, we're just going to ride it solo just because I want to try to get my incoherent babbling and ranting out of the way. Um, and then we'll bring Eric in on for a, a hopefully more civil discussion. However, I, I kind of imagine it's going to be just more incoherent ranting and babbling. But I, I, I try to find a place where to kind of start. And I can't. Um, I even tried writing down overall what I was going to write in kind of like a loose script. It's not really my style to do that kind of thing. But I was just like, okay, let me try to at least get my thoughts collected. And, and even in doing that, I just found myself getting angrier and just essentially ranting even in the the actual written script, which was, you know, the whole point was to not rant. Anyway, so I guess we can go back, what, last week, right after the draft. Uh, Justin and I already discussed Tony D'Angelo being traded here for a second, third, and fourth round pick. Um, they didn't trade the first overall, or their, their first round pick. They got Cutter Gauthier, um, which I'm indifferent toward. Maybe they could have traded it. Maybe not. I don't hate it. Cutter might be great. I, I root for the kid. I hope he, I hope he's going to be a great player. And if he, I, I'm going to root for him. He's in the orange and black now. It is what it is. Um, obviously, the big thing was Tony D'Angelo bringing in a guy who is a locker room problem. Um, you know, he's a he's a good offensive defenseman. He had 10 goals and 41 assists last season with the Carolina Hurricanes. Yet, despite that, um, they traded him away. And when I get more into the free agency, I will go into why that's even more of a red flag. Um, but moving on, we, we now get to Wednesday, right? And there's a lot of speculation about Johnny Gaudreau. He's the hot ticket. He's the big guy. He had 100-some points last season. Absolute stud. He's from Philly. It's always been a running joke, a running meme, that he's going to come home to Philly one day. And Justin and I always have a lot of fun with it because we're saying, well, why, why would he even want to, um, other than the fact that he wants to play here? But evidently, rumor has it, that he did want to play here. One big problem with that, obviously, and it's it's the one problem that Justin and I have discussed over the last six months, and that's the salary cap, right? So obviously they were going to have to move some players around, move some pieces around in order to make room for the guy. He was going to be anywhere between the nine and eleven million dollar range. Now we already know he signed with Columbus for what nine point seven or whatever it was. We already know. We already know. But I'm just going forward, just kind of going through the week mentally and, and going through the roller coaster, if you will, uh, that was the Flyers free agency. And then we found out that it, it wasn't really a roller coaster. It was disguised as a roller coaster. And it was just really kind of a merry-go-round and it just ultimately sucked. So the idea is, okay, they got to move JVR. Obviously he's the big one, $7 million a year. Uh, they move him. Is it going to be enough? Well, barely, right? Because it clears up. They would have about nine, I think 9.44 million in cap space at that point. Um, they then, they obviously bought out Oscar Lindblom, um, which 
a lot of Flyer fans understand the decision, I being as, as one of them. Um, however, looking now in hindsight, it doesn't look great. It doesn't look like a great PR move, um, especially when you bring a guy who is possibly toxic like Tanya D'Angelo into the, into the mix. But the idea at the time was, well, if they're doing that to try to clear up some space to maybe go after a big guy like Johnny Gaudreau, it's worth it. It is what it is. It's a business. Oscar will do well wherever he goes, and we will root for him there. And it was San Jose. Happy for the guy. He got $2 million a year. Good for him. Good luck in San Jose, Oscar. But he's a fan favorite guy. And again, we all thought, well, they're cutting him because the idea is, well, maybe they can clear up some space for Johnny Gaudreau. Now, if they move JVR on top of that, like I said, $9.44 million. You have barely enough to get him. And you still don't really know who is going to be your clear-cut number two goaltender. Um, a lot of, obviously, Phil Samstrom is the guy in the AHL. And maybe they could have pushed him up. They could have pushed him up to the NHL, and, and they could have just dealt with that. But then you're still not riding with an extra forward, and you only have one extra defenseman, and that's Nick Sealer. Not ideal. But it could maybe work. And obviously, the big one big option they could have done was put Ryan Ellis on the long-term injured reserve. Now, that's a whole nother mess to try to deal with, right, financially, because, you know, then it messes up call-ups in the future, and it's a it's a whole headache. But it could be done. And if that was done, as well as moving JVR, they would clear up $17 million. You can then easily sign Johnny Gaudreau, and then probably get a solid backup for Carter Hart, and maybe even another small little piece, right? Maybe an extra forward, maybe an extra defenseman. Something like that to kind of beef up the, the blue line or, or, or your depth at forward. But they don't do that. They don't move JVR. And rumor had it at a time was, well, they were trying to, but they didn't want to give up the first overall pick, so on and so forth. Now, I just kind of talked a lot. It's a big mess, right? They got to make some moves to try to get Johnny Gaudreau. And the idea, the whole thing is, okay, well, well, why are they going after Johnny Gaudreau? And, and why do we think they're going after Johnny Gaudreau so hard? Well, Johnny Gaudreau wanted to come here, apparently. That's the big rumor. He turned down a big payday from Calgary. Apparently, New Jersey offered him a massive deal that he was still on the fence about because he was like, well, I'd like to play in Philly. Rumor has it that he was texting friends. Now, that's just a rumor, but it was, it still, it's something. When there's smoke, there could possibly be fire. Apparently, he was texting friends saying, I'm playing for the Philadelphia Flyers. I'm a flyer, so on and so forth. He grew up loving the team. He had all the reason to kind of want to come here other than the fact that the, well, of the situation the team is in, right? So, my whole thought is, in January, they had that press conference, the blank check, notorious, infamous press conference where we're going to quote unquote aggressively retool, so on and so forth. If that's the plan, then you have to do what you have to do to get Johnny Gaudreau. If you want to try to turn this thing around within the span of a year or two years, and you want to try to acquire high end talent, turn it around quickly. Johnny Gaudreau is that guy. And it seemed like everything they were doing was leading to going after him. For example, I already brought up Oscar Lindblom. But there's also the Tony D'Angelo thing. I'm circling back to that now. Was a lot of people upset about it? Yeah, because of his PR situation. And I don't blame them, right? Apparently, he, he made some racial slurs back in the day in juniors, and I know there are some people who are out there going to say, hey, we all make mistakes when we're young, yada, 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 blah, 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 whatever. Um, that's fine if that's your opinion. I still kind of think it's a little much, and obviously there's the interview with his father that has gone viral where he said, 
that he grew up using those types of words as well, um, rather than just kind of apologizing for it and trying to change it. Um, not really here to talk about that because I want to talk about something that's more in the recent uh, history of Tony D'Angelo, and that was the Carolina Hurricanes and the New York Rangers. The Rangers practically just get, got rid of the kid. And then he goes to the Carolina Hurricanes. He drops 10 goals and 41 assists, like I mentioned earlier, with the Carolina Hurricanes last season. He's 26 years old. Yet, 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 they trade him. And the thought's like, okay, well, maybe they're just making room for somebody else. Maybe they're going for somebody else. That somebody else is Brent Burns, who, similar stats, 10 goals, 44 assists, offensive defenseman, used to play on the wing for a lot. He's a power play quarterback, pretty much the same version of Tony, the same type of player as Tony D'Angelo. The difference is, is that he's 11 years older than Tony D'Angelo. Now, why would they go after a guy who's 11 years older when they have somebody who's in the prime of their career just now starting to hit their trajectory of what they're supposed to be? Hmm. Maybe it's a locker room situation because obviously in his overall history, he's not a guy who's very good at making friends, it seems. And you're bringing that guy into your locker room. Now, the silver lining in this is that, well, he's a right-handed offensive defenseman. So is Ryan Ellis. And if they're bringing him in because they're expecting Ryan Ellis to not be ready to go and they're going to put him on the long-term injured reserve and they have to beef up their defense in order to do that, in order to move forward, then, okay, the move kind of starts to make a little bit of sense with the idea of they're going to clear up cap space by having Ryan Ellis go on the long-term injured reserve Trading JVR with however they have to do it, cutting Oscar Lindblom, they're going to sign Johnny Gaudreau. They're going to bring in a possible backup goaltender as well. And with that moving forward, am I happy about it? No. With the Tony D'Angelo and Oscar Lindblom cutting. But can I live with it? I can. I can. It at least makes sense on a production level. It at least makes sense on a management level, when you're not considering the PR and, and the overall locker room chemistry, right? Just in terms of production. It does make sense. But they didn't do that. And it turns out, they were never even in on Johnny Gaudreau to begin with. It turns out, they never had any plan to do any big splash. Which is what you would think when you're thinking aggressive retool. So my next thought was, well then maybe they just blatantly lied. Maybe they just lied. Maybe they were just saying, we're going to tell them aggressive retool because we know Flyers fans want to win. We're going to say that, but we're actually going to rebuild. And maybe that's true because they didn't want to give up this first overall pick with JVR, correct? Like that that was the big rumor. But then apparently they, they weren't even sh- shopping, I mean, majorly, guys. They weren't seriously, seriously. They tried to kick the tires a little bit to see what they could maybe get away with. But then they, they, they just didn't. They just didn't do anything. So you start to think, okay, that maybe the rebuild thing was was what they were doing. But then why are you trading away your second, third, and fourth pick for, for Tony D'Angelo for two years? Now granted, the third and fourth are throughout the next couple of years. They're not all back-to-back-to-back, all within the same season. But still, it just it doesn't really seem to make sense. They're, they're, what they're saying they want to do, or what they were going to do, they're not doing. And maybe they are just lying to the fan base. Maybe that's what they're doing. But I don't think that's what they're doing. Because that's not the only thing that they didn't follow up on, right? The aggressive retool thing and going after a big splash to try to aggressively retool, to try to flip things around as quickly as possible. Because when John Torella got hired here, 
Chuck Fletcher was saying how he he was talking to Torts and and saying we know we need to get stronger defensively to help our goaltenders. Then does bringing in a guy, a defenseman, whose biggest asset is his power play quarterback, not his defensive ability, is that the smartest thing to do? Is that the the idea? Because that doesn't really seem to add up. I, Tony D'Angelo is offensively fine. He's a productive player. I'm not saying he's a bad player. He's not. But he's not defensive. And if you're trying to help your goaltender, you're trying to help your defense. Like you claimed you said to John Tortorella, I don't know if Tony D'Angelo is that guy. And you know who else helps with that? Oscar Lindblom. Now, I know he's making $3 million a year. And, and now he's making $2 million with San Jose, which is much closer to what he probably should have been paid. And the thought of trying to clear up cap space, right? But he's solid defensively, Oscar Lindblom. He's not great, but he's not as necessarily a defensive liability. And here's my issue with this. Eric Delorier, Justin Braun. I don't mind Justin Braun. I don't mind Eric Delorier. But if your whole idea was, well, we need to help our, our goaltender out, you're bringing back a third-line defenseman who's fine. I have no issue with Justin Braun. But you're also bringing in another, what, fighter? Another defensive liability in Eric Delorier, who's 31 years old? Now, granted, he's half the price of Oscar Lindblom. Yeah, but maybe there's a reason for that, right? Maybe there's a reason. And now... You bring in him too, which which my other issue with it is the idea of well, we want somebody who who can can kind of scare players, can can bring a, this this grit, this in 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 intensity, this intimidation. Well, well, wasn't that wasn't that the idea behind signing Rasmus Ristolainen long term? Wasn't that the idea behind tendering Zach McEwen? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And on top of that, Delorier signed here for four years. And and in the press conference last yesterday, when Charlie O'Connor's pressing Chuck Fletcher on this, on, on what I just said of, well, you signed Ristolainen to it, to the, to the long-term deal for, to be that guy. You you, you you extended, you know, you, 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 re, you re-signed Zach McEwen. Why, why are you now adding another one? He said, well, they're going to compete. Enforcers? He's gonna compete to be the enforcer on the team? Are you are you out of your mind? You're gonna use two roster spots when you're trying to quote unquote aggressively retool on two enforcers? Okay. And if you are trying to rebuild, I mean uh, Limblom's younger. Right now, I get I get the whole thing with the contract, like oh well, he's probably going to want more money, so, and 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 so on and so forth. Yeah, I get that. But if his contract's ending within the next year or two anyway, if you are rebuilding, then just let it let it die out. Keep him. Who cares? What's the big deal? Because now you just locked in with an enforcer for four years. Who? Let's be honest. In two years, he's going to be in the AHL. Most likely. Because at that point, I imagine, and that's not that's no dig to Eric Delorier. That I just imagine at that point that Chuck Fletcher's going to be gone, and 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 I don't know 
Maybe Tortorella will like him and bring him in. I, I don't know. I don't know. My point is, is that what they have been saying about aggressively retooling and so on and so forth and helping defensively. And John Tortorella, who, who gave us all hope by seeming to actually have his finger on the pulse with this team, by him coming out and saying, well, the locker room is splintered. But then they go ahead and they bring in a, a, a major locker room headache by named Tony D'Angelo, and they cut a guy who everybody seemed to rally around in Oscar Lindblom. It, it's not consistent. And, and the anger where this all comes from is, is that the fan base is, is an informed fan base. Right, like there is, there is a local, a local, lol, a vocal minority that seems to love every move the Flyers are doing. They love the Nick Sealer signing. I'm not saying I hate it. I'm just saying they could have signed, I think, better options with the same amount of money elsewhere. Um, they love, they, they are, they believe that Zach McEwen is a pivotal piece of this team, which. I think there is a role for Zach McEwen on this team, as there's a role for a Zach McEwen-type player on every team. I think that intangible type of thing that he brings is absolutely essential to a hockey team. But is it something that you need to focus on when you're rebuilding? No. And they like, evidently some like love this Eric Delorier signing as well. And to me, that's the vocal minority. And the silent majority, who's not really so silent anymore, given this last week, they are ripping their hair out. I've never seen more frantic tweets from Charlie O'Connor, who's just the professional of the most professionals. And and then it's from all the writers, to be honest with you. Sam Filippo, Sam Carcitti, all of them. I I can't even think of them all off the top of my head. that, That are just looking at what the Flyers are doing and going, what the hell is happening? What is going on? And that's my major issue with all of this. I love this team. Like a lot of you. Like all of you. It's the only reason why you'd be listening to something like this. And we're watching it pretty much be destroyed in front of our eyes. And if, if they were destroying it, tearing it down to do a rebuild, fine. But I don't think that's what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing. I truly do not. Because to me, if that was what you were doing, then you would do what you have to do to get rid of JVR, right? Now, maybe if that's a first-round pick, maybe you don't do that. But you would do it. You would get rid of guys like TK, Provorov, the guys who you can actually get something for. And I'm not saying to do that. I'm not saying get rid of Provorov. I'm not saying get rid of TK. I think they bring things to this team. In fact, Provorov, to me, I don't think you should trade. Now that he signed in Tony D'Angelo, because now you have only really offensive defensemen. And if Ryan Ellis really isn't playing, Provorov's the best you got. And he's the only defensive guy you really got, except for like Justin Braun and Ristolainen. But Ristolainen, let's be real, he's a defensive liability at times. He's a big dude, he's intimidating, but he's not hes not really stopping pucks from going in the net. And Provorov, say what you will about the guy, say what you will about his attitude, Say what you will about his his mistakes and how he messes up every once in a while and he sometimes overthinks things. But the guy, he's still solid. He's still a solid number two. And if you get a good partner with him, he's a 1A, 1B type guy. He can be a good defenseman. But my point is, is that if you are rebuilding, you got to get rid of some of these guys for assets. you got to do what the Arizona Coyotes did last year and just start dumping, guys. Take what you can get. 
So I don't think that's what they're doing. So if that's the case, they're not just lying to us. They don't have an idea what they're doing. And now it's turning into a thing of they're acting like everything is fine. I don't know what their game plan is, but apparently they're sticking to it and they're happy with it. And that insults me as a fan and the rest of this fan base. Because we are relatively informed. We're not all amazing hockey minds, but we do know that if you're going to quote-unquote aggressively retool, you do what you have to do to get Johnny Gaudreau. You do it. Especially when he publicly is saying, I want to play here. I've never seen anything like that. In Philadelphia Flyers history, they're always the ones going after the big guy. Eric Lindros. Right? Chris Pronger. Shea Weber they went after and, and drove the price up of him. Danny Briere, signing Danny Briere, you know, trading Mike Richards, and they're always they're always making the moves. They're always willing to do that. Yet this one time, when you're supposed to be rebuilding, when you can bring a guy who's 28 years old, 29 years old, who is off of a 100-point season, who wants to come here, who will fit in with your core, with Kevin Hayes, with Cam Atkinson, the guys that you do want to be the leaders of this locker room to rebuild with, and you don't do it? You don't go after him? I can't understand it. I cannot. And then to add on top of the add insult to injury, you, with the money you saved from cutting a fan favorite Oscar Limbaugh, somebody who everybody in this city rooted for, a guy who, yeah, his point production wasn't there, but he put his heart in his goddamn sleeve. He went through hell to get back on the ice, and he busted his ass to do it. You get rid of that guy. To bring in an enforcer. To bring in a third line defensive guy. And then you have the balls. The audacity. To say something like. Eric De- an Eric Deloria type player is hard to find. There is a big market for a guy like that. You have the audacity to say. Ah, we're happy with the moves we made. It doesn't make sense for a retooling. An aggressive retooling. It doesn't make sense for a rebuild. So at the end of the day, it seems like you have no idea what you're doing. And if you're going to come out and look at the Flyers faithful and tell them that you do, tell them that you're happy, they're going to be upset. They're going to be pissed off. And you can get pissed off back. But this town, say one thing about it. Say whatever you want about it. One thing true about Philadelphia. They're not going to hold back. They're going to let you know when you fucked up. And and looking at this free agency moving forward, going into the season, maybe even the next, you fucked up. The only silver lining is that hopefully these moves will amass to a poor enough season for the Flyers to be able to be in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. We will be joined next by Eric Reese of the Philadelphia Sports Network. And now we're joined by Eric Reese of the Philadelphia Sports Network, Philly Sports Network, excuse me. Uh, I I don't know. I feel like I said all that I could really say about the overall situation, dude. I, I don't. What, what are your thoughts, man? What, <laughs> we haven't talked. I mean, about pretty much aligned with the rest of the city. Uh, Charlie O'Connor was on the money. Dude, he, I mean, was, he was getting wild. He usually doesn't tweet like that. 
okay, like there's that. And I think a lot of people realized it. And then uh, the next day when uh, Bill Meltzer put out his piece and a mm-hmm. lot of, <laughs> a lot of people were like, Oh, like Bill, Bill's Bill's like he, he, uh, he's very good at saying what needs to be said or articulating his piece without really getting like too spread on the one side or the other. But like yeah. with this one here, I feel like it's unanimous. And even I even felt like it was unanimous when I was mm-hmm. reading Bill's piece that like, no, like no one agrees with this. Like yeah. everybody was, was said or was told that, you know, we're going to be aggressive, but what does aggressive mean? Does aggressive mean get, <laughs> you know, like aggressive, like, all right, here's what aggressive was this year. Like, they they're aggressively trying to replace Shane Goss's bear from two years ago. That's yeah. I mean, are, you you're, mean not you wrong. Know, you're talking about talk about aggressive. Like you're not that's wrong. the only thing aggressive about this year. Yeah. Or this season, this off season. Yeah. And the thing is too, is like my, my next thought is like, okay, maybe they just lied, right? Maybe they were just like, we're just going to tell them aggressively retool, but we're really going to rebuild. But that doesn't make any sense either because then you sign, you sign Radson versus Alana to a four year, five year extension. Then, yeah. then you go and you sign Eric Delorier to four years. None of it just uh, doesn't. Yeah, Nick, 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 Nick Delorier, dude. Yeah. My uh, thing yeah, with Nick Delorier right. and listen, you know, people were, you know, wanted to uh, sit there and say, you know, they were, they were really high on uh, Ristolani. And I never was, you know, you weren't really from, you from the not. original day. If you go back and listen to Fly, Fly Guys podcast, it was day one, moment one, never yep. was on board with Ristolani. And, and I've heard countless people, oh, you know, like, he's what the guy we need. You know, we need a guy that's going to hit people. Okay. Guilty. But it didn't work. Didn't work. It did not. It's one of the, it's the second worst hockey season has ever happened in my lifetime. Arguably the first, depending on who you talk to. I'm almost 33. You know what I mean? So, like, when 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 people were defending Ristolainen, I want people to have that same energy. But you defend the forward version of Ristolainen. I want you to defend Delorier. The guy can't play de- defense. Either can Ristolainen. Yep. The guy can't score. Actually, Ristolainen will probably score more than Delorier, and that's <laughs> terrifying because he's the defenseman. And, and objectively, if you're a forward, you should be scoring more goals than yeah. defenseman. Yeah. Unless I don't know, you're like Victor Hedman or something like that, or yeah. Unless you you're, know? you're you're some type of offensive defenseman. Other than that, there's no excuse for it. Yeah, you know? if you're, unless you're Kale McCarr, I, I, I guess that's the exception to the rule. Right. You know, but like things like that, it's you look at the decisions made on this team on the ice with Delorier, line and in terms of just strictly wanting to make this team better, I'm absolutely okay with, with getting Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> And, yeah. and like even at that it's like i realize how toxic that is yeah yeah you know like like i realize how toxic Dude, that is because like, and, and to me i don't know like i know a lot of personality things that, that can go into making or breaking a locker room and whatnot but on the ice it's not even a contest like oh my god now it was so much better than wrist alignment yeah no dude like so, it's yeah, that's for those... all, that's, uh, and by the way, that's as far as I'll be going in defending the Angelo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's no, because dude, like for, for those that don't know, like I, I recorded the first half of this uh, alone. So Eric doesn't know pretty much most of what I said, but I said no, the exact <laughs> same thing. I said the exact same thing where I was like, you know, in terms of like in terms of playing the game, it's it's fine. In terms of a player, I mean he had 10 goals, 41 assists last year. That's fine. That's good. That's good. And the name that everybody tries to compare him to, Goss Bear. 
Yeah. Uh. You know, Jacob Chutrin, who is a, uh, I probably butchered his last name, but that's how it looks when I read it. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> like, he's a, he's a player that the Flyers had uh, interest in last year a little bit. And, it, and apparently, you know, I, and I read today that there's a little bit of a trade interest in him today. And Sam Filippo said, take that with a grain of salt. Fair. Yeah, um, like everything. But nonetheless, another defenseman that is Goss is fair. Plays with Goss fair. I mean, I mean, not really last year so much, but nonetheless is very, uh, very much, you know, Goss is fair. I and mean, you wanted a blue line guy that was going to score in a power play. Well, Goss is fair was doing that way better than Arisa Linen. And he was also defending better than Arisa Linen for about a million less. That, you know, I don't like not it doesn't wrong, take dude. a rocket scientist to know this stuff, man. It no, just doesn't. It really does. You and I, 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 have, I have a lot of faith. I have a lot of faith, dude, <laughs> that you and I, two guys that met at 97.5 on the yeah. street team, would be better off as a GM right now. And that's terrifying. I Isn't mean, that scary? hey, if, hey, if you want to be Fletcher and, and I could be Dave Scott and we just strip Comcast from all of it, let's run this thing, dude. Yeah, right. I'm down with it, dude. Let's send, send an email. Let's go. Well, let's write a letter. Let's write a a week ago and get Gaudreau. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So before we get into that, so yeah. to go into like one of the ways I kind of justified the Tony D'Angelo thing was the thought of this, right? If they were doing that because they knew moving forward that most likely Ryan Ellis isn't going to be ready. And my my silver yep. lining justification earlier in the week this week was that okay, well they know that Ryan Ellis isn't going to be ready, so Chuck Fletcher is going to do some. Magic. He's going to put him on long-term injured reserve, and then he's going to sign Tony D just yep. to just to fix, you know, just to fill in the hole. It's going to yep. clear up ten million. They're going to do what they got to move to move whoever they have to move to get the extra money deal, but to get Johnny Gaudreau. And I was like, okay, is it ideal? I don't know. I don't even know if I love the plan, but I like it and I can understand it. This I do not understand. And, and now I want to lead into that this press conference Gaudreau. and said, we don't know what we have with Ellis. If it's too hard to know, basically, if you could put him on LTIR on day one, I'm like the guy played four games last year for you. And you literally like this entire offseason has been it's impossible to tell his timeline to. Well, he's progressing very vaguely, by the way. Right. There's nothing. We didn't. We hear nothing. We hear these buzzwords. Right. Mm -hmm. Like he's progressing, progressing being the buzzword. We don't know what progressing means impossible timeline we know what that means a lot more than what we do progressive yeah uh what do you mean it's too hard to tell yeah <laughs> what do you here's what's too here's what's too hard to tell it's why been almost a year trade, why didn't trade van reemsdijk a first round pick and guess what even a prospect dude it, like people were like oh uh van reemsdijk and a first round pick is too steep dude throw in morgan frost who got signed today right. by the way for 800k one year make yeah. it or break a deal, but I would have thrown all three of those to whoever if I can meet if I can get a call drill. And even even if it's like even if you're not going for the aggressive rebuild, for it works for both, right? If you get Gaudreau, it fixes the short term, but can also affect the long term. He's what 29 you can build around Gaudreau, exactly. Like that's a thing. He that's is, a, that's a thing. He's something he's create he's something you can build around. Whereas right and, now we don't know what we can build around. And I, I want to I want to say that and uh, there, there was this I read I, I don't know I can't remember if it was just a tweet but I thought about it for a second and the idea was they didn't want to get Gaudreau because he'd be saddled with too many big contracts you get Gaudreau and then you let one of the contracts you have just disappear just let him go don't sign him but we have a hard time doing that in Philly we love That's- signing 
players that probably shouldn't be paid what they are, and then they extend them for however long. Like, why do you need Delorier for four years? Right. Why? And dude, like, to no, hear... like he's he told us he told us himself in in more words that he's an enforcer. What NHL team is, is signing an enforcer for 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 four years? Like dude, what? Any dude, and any guy could be an enforcer. We found that with McEwen last year off right. waivers. Right. What are we doing? And dude, he's thirty one. He's thirty one. And we don't even have a goalie right. backup heart. Yeah. I mean, we do Sandstrom, but like, I'm not trying to jump into the Fedotov stuff. But that's probably who we were banking on. That's. I mean, it's the contract seemed to imply that the contract they yeah, gave him seemed so, to imply that. And it's like just going like, dude, right. what are we doing? Like, we're like honestly. We're fans that got into being uh, got into media because this is what we wanted to do. We wanted to cover this. We're passionate about it, and whether you agree with us or or not, that's fine. But there is a clear understanding, I think, of people who would normally disagree with each other across you know Flyers fandom and media. You know, it's messed up when yeah. everybody agrees. And it's all against the guy who's making the hockey decisions. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, like, ah. I, I'll be honest, man. My my blood kind of boiled a little bit when when Charlie O'Connor brought up the, the Delorier signing, saying, you know, you're bringing in this guy who is a fighter. He's supposed to bring the toughness. He's supposed to be the intimidation guy. And he goes, wasn't that the reason why you signed Ristolainen? Wasn't that the reason why you re-signed McEwen? And he was like, well, there's going to be a competition. A competition of an enforcer? A competition of, a, of, of what, an a, defenseman, a defenseman and a forward. And in what world is there a competition between it's, right? So, so that must imply that don't align. That hey, must imply you know, that Don he's... McNabb really competed for that linebacker job, didn't he? What? Right. And the, <laughs> so that must imply that he's competing with McEwen. Why? Why? I don't understand. Just have weird. McEwen be the guy. He's already he does what you need him to do for far less. Now you sign two guys for one spot, really. And it's an overall of what two point three million or some shit, but with there's, the two contracts combined, there's two, there's two combos of of just contracts that are all compensating for one another in some sort of way. And if you just don't do that and just kind of <laughs> buy Gaudreau, <laughs> like okay, here's the thing: before before uh, the Flyers said they were out, I said this in our group chat, and I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that uh, the money checked out at the time, but they the Flyers would would have been able to afford Johnny Gaudreau and keep Van Riemsdyk, keep keep the picks, keep the prospects. Specifically, if they just let Rista line and fade oh, into the sunset, sure. and that's and then like that's one of the things that I don't understand. A the Kings ransom for bringing them in to begin with, and B. Yeah. You knew the kind of player that he was in Philadelphia before you extended him. It wasn't mm-hmm. worth the extension. It smelled rotten when he got it, mm-hmm. and now, in you know, in hindsight, it's not even long, not not even that long, you know, of a, of, a, of time removed. You know, like in like three months, dude. Yeah, yeah. And you're in hindsight going, man, we could have had an NHL superstar if we didn't think this guy who played. 10 years on the Buffalo Sabres and showed who he was, was going to be all of a sudden good in the final five. Like, wouldn't you, like, wouldn't you just think that at this point, a decade goes by and you kind of just know who this man is. Right. But you sign him for 
Like I, 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 you know, I can go on the whole thing about Ristolainen. Anyway, know, the point is, Goudreau yeah. is should have been a flyer, and I don't know how you balk at the idea of, hey, an NHL superstar wants to play for you in your <laughs> lottery team that you know should be at the bottom of the league, and you come in and you say, I want to aggressively rebuild. There will have been, there's no other, there's no other move that's more aggressive, yeah. that's more to the point. It's not going to ever fall on your lap. The last time this kind of happened, we're, we're a superstar, a superstar at their role said, I want to come to Philly and sign to Philly. I, I, I have a hard time saying that anything happened between them. Like, I, I guess what, Pronger? That's that's what I was thinking, Pronger. Maybe like, I Weber. I mean, like, Yager, you can say, but Yager, like, at the time was, yeah, was not like, that anymore. Yeah, Yager is like an icon of the NHL for sure. Yeah. But at the time, Pronger. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I mean, you got, you got other guys in Philadelphia that we really love, like, you have your Wayne Simmons, but superstar, no, very good player, uh, yes. Yeah. Pronger superstar. Right. Pronger Hall of Famer. Yeah. So, I mean, geez, dude, that's like 13 years ago almost. And About. we had the opportunity to have Goudreau literally fall into our lap, probably on a discount for where he would have went anywhere else because he wanted to be here. Yeah. And you said, no, we like Van Reems, like, we need to <laughs> – we we need to fix our power play with the same power play. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> we, we're gonna run it back. We we we, we want to uh, trade the first round pick because that's going to be a big part of what we do. Dude, aren't we the same franchise that drafted Nolan Patrick? Yeah, and the same franchise that traded a first round pick two years ago for Russellina. Right. So you're willing so, to you're willing to spend it then for a not a superstar. Right. But not for hundred and ten points. I, like man. the more you the, the more you talk it out. And by the way, we're just stating what happened. We're like, we're not even like really ripping into the hatred of it. It's, it sounds like we are, but at the end of the day, we're just kind of stating what happened and how ludicrous it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dude, I think the overarching, you know, what you add, the first question you ask me here is like, how do you feel? I feel just as bad as everyone else does. I saw one person try to defend it on an article, uh, uh, a minor article that was uh, the uh, fire chuck one. Okay. Because it had that that's where the that's where the chance were. So I was like, oh, this will be yeah. a good title. Yeah. yeah. So the chant at the uh <laughs> yeah, at the uh at the skate zone was fire chuck before yeah. he had his uh, press conference. So I put that in the article and man, that thing blew up and on, yeah. on Bleach Report. There was one person trying to defend Chuck on Bleach Report on throughout the comments. There was 40 comments. I oh, promise wow. you, there's about there was about four comments that were like good structure. And then, like, the rest of the 36 was, like, the guy started defending himself and 35 comments of just slander. <laughs> I was just like, dude, yeah, Philip, please, if you feel like, if you feel, honestly, if you feel that you can defend Chuck, leave it to yourself. At least let this pass. Yeah. Do yourself it, yeah. a favor. And, dude, it's it's wild, man. Like, I don't know how anybody can defend this. Uh, if anybody thinks that we're going to be a middle draft order, you know, finishing 12th or 15th and having in that realm i i see us right back here you know hopefully in the position to get bedard because that's what that's all the thing we got right now that's that that's what i was i was saying the other day too is my silver lining is it, it might work out for a tank for bedard not on purpose but here's something else dude. here's another little stinky layer to this gaudreau onion um two of his very good friends kevin hayes cam atkinson two leaders on this team they i'm sure wanted them the rumor is at ESPN that he was texting people, I'm coming to Philly, so on and so forth. If that's true, 
and yet you still didn't even try to get two of your yep. leaders players best friend yep. on the team when he's saying i want to be on the team you didn't even attempt it what is like what, here's the, thing. the locker room is like, just going to become more splintered is it not unless this until this guy goes until fletcher's gone you you bring so you bring in yandel last year based on that yeah and then what do you decide that like it's hmm. I, maybe it, it's, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot. Of, you bring in D'Angelo and Hayes is like, hey, he's a good guy. Okay. I don't think he's a good guy, but he's a good player. Yeah, whatever. Right. Anyway, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> yeah, that's it. Be good. Yeah, okay. He plays, anyway, he plays hard. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, so honestly, it's like you bring in all these Hayes guys. I mean, I put out the so the night before a free agency started, just before I went to bed. Uh, I think it was Bouchagross, who was like, uh, he, he, he um, shared a uh, tweet or sent out a tweet that had uh, Kachuk on there. I did I re- see that. When I quote yes. tweeted, I was like, well, he is related to Hayes. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like, uh, God, man, like it, it's you, you think that the Flyers are going to do something like that. Then we really have like the front runners of your team, the ones that are going to make this motor go trying to say, dude, bring, like he wants to be here. You say that. And yeah, Hayes did say that. Also, Atkinson's taking photos with control as our Philadelphia minds explode. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so I, you know, what, what, what are we doing here, dude? Like, I like to think that maybe the, the players are thinking like Chuck's got to go and Cam Atkinson is thinking this is really, this will piss the fan base off enough. Like they'll start bringing their pitchforks. Now when he put that I picture hope, up, I hope there's some incentive <laughs> behind it like that because I don't know, man, to me before 12 o'clock on free agency, what was it? Wednesday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, to me before noon, like I was sitting there in front of the computer, you know, kind of just working, putting out some content. And I'm thinking to myself, if Chuck Fletcher does not sign Goudreau today, like he has a career or a, yeah, I'd say a career defining moment today. Yeah. If he signs Goudreau, he will remain the general manager of this team. If he doesn't sign Goudreau, he will be carried out of Philadelphia by the team, uh, not in a happy way, yeah. uh, probably to the Schuylkill. Yeah, and then, dragged uh, out, dragged yeah, out. Yeah, you know, yeah. Or, yeah even that, better. Yeah. And uh, I think that happens with any other franchise, and I think with the Philadelphia Flyers, they're just going to be like, well, we didn't get Gaudreau because we had this other plan that we didn't tell you about, whoops. And I, and I really just don't think Chuck is going to, receive any repercussion for just not signing a 115 point player that wanted to come to your, you know, quote unquote scrub team. Yeah. It's dude. uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I, like you said, like, we're not, we're not freaking out. We're not breaking into things, breaking things down. We're just saying what happened. And like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Uh, it's it's dude it sucks i feel just like the rest of philadelphia right now and um you know honestly if 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 the attendance figures is is just concession workers and then you know media next year yeah i understand that like i really do if no one if if it's an empty arena in a non-covid era i understand that really i do because why would you yeah like i listen and this is where I guess being a content creator for this team will either boom or bust because people will either read the stuff because they don't want to watch it yeah. or they just won't care anyway. 
you know, and yeah. I think we're leaning towards we don't care anyway. I put out a tweet earlier because I saw what Tyler Zuli said or uh, Kevin Kincaid yes. uh, said. Maybe it was one I, of those I, two. Yeah, I saw you. Yeah. And uh, but it the was, you know, union, well, right? and, and he saw the tweet. It was along the lines of, you know, everybody says they're four for four, five for five, six for six, whatever, how deep your fandom goes in Philly. Philadelphia is really putting a five for five and the six for six if you count the wings in the, in that saying because yeah obviously to me it's the Eagles it's the Sixers probably two you probably got the Phillies or no you probably got the Union really I don't know Phillies Union probably Phillies first and Union yeah and then uh like the the wings man and then the Flyers like right now because the wings at least made the playoffs last year. Dude, uh, I'll, I'll say put that it like much. this. I went to two games last year. I went to a fly, one Flyers game, and I went to one Wings game. The Wings game was a hell of a lot more exciting. Yeah, no, I covered the team for a way, little bit last year before I went full on with the Flyers. Yeah, I went uh, way more fun at the Wings game. It's one and team it's looks sad. like they want to compete, and the other one's just there. It's a simple and, and, and you know what? The, 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 the really, really, and I've been saying this for a while, the messed up part about this in how you know it's only Chuck is both of those teams are owned by Dave Scott. Dave Scott is not a hockey guy. He's not a lacrosse guy. How does Paul Bay get his team? And also, this isn't the first – actually, you know what? This is the first year that uh, that the Wings got to the playoffs underneath Paul Day. Paul Day was also GM and coach of the year prior, okay? Yes, we know his shit. So he knows his stuff, and his team is owned by Dave Scott? And, ru- and running. running, right, right, you know, right. On the other hand, all right. So the, you got the hockey, you got the lacrosse guy making all the good lacrosse decisions with the same ownership. Yeah, it, it, dude, right. We know how mid Chuck Fletcher is. In we already know. Yeah, you don't even need to. Yeah, and now, dude. So I, to, we'll 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 end it here. Unfortunately, we have to end it early because we both have have things going on after after yeah. this. But I. I want to end it with this, but what really insulted me is the fact that you and I, like, as you said, everyone seems to kind of be unified, which is insane because that, especially after this last year and flyers, Twitter in general, it's yes. Everyone's at each other's yes, next. Yes. So to me, that's, what's ultra, ultra insulting when Chuck Fletcher goes up there and, and, he, and he talks about how they're happy with the things they went after and we couldn't make room, so on and so forth, because this fan base is informed enough to know that you don't have a single fucking clue what you're doing, or at least yep. you don't have a plan that you're not executing. Well, they know something's wrong. And it's Utah, ballsy of this front office to think that they can be us Philadelphia. Exactly. And that's why it's insulting. No, that's why it's, I can't you're, you're on the money. You're, you're on the money. And I, I'd be willing to bet that if every person in Philadelphia who knew what hockey is or listens, you know, cares, uh, heard our conversation for the last 25 minutes or so they would definitely <laughs> sit there and say yeah you know i feel the same yeah it's 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 the most relatable and most unrelatable in the fact where i can relate to a lot of flyers fans as somebody who's trying to be as unbiased as possible yeah. all the time yeah I'm, you are. I can relate yeah. to only the flyers fans right now what i cannot relate to are the people <laughs> that i'm gonna have to ask the questions to yeah, and honestly, does Tortorella want this? Like, I like to me, it's like it it, it, it folds even more, right? You mm-hmm. know, like their business is going to pick up in not a good way, and we're going to know. 
Yeah. Strap in your seatbelts worse than last year. Dude. Yeah. 2022 and 2023 <laughs> is on the way. Dude. dude, it's like it's like a roller coaster that you're halfway up and then it breaks down. You realize it was a merry-go-round the entire time. It's like a roller it's, coaster when it's, that that only allows you to go up 90 degrees and yeah. then the tracks end, but you're already too far. So you're just free falling. Right. <laughs> dude. I mean, it's yeah. like a half roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully there'll be good memes, dude. You know, that's my silver lining. <sighs> That's all I've got, man. I'm. I don't know. I'm gonna. Tr- yeah, it's 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 disappointing to say in the nicest way possible. Yeah. It's yeah. disappointing, but uh, you know, I'll watch it so you don't have to. I guess. Yeah, I'll be right there with you, dude. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Eric. Uh, dude, we got to get you back on in a couple of weeks. So hopefully, uh, get oh, absolutely, you and Justin. Man. Always love coming on. Yeah, man. We love having you. And again, well, I, I wanted to have more of an extended conversation with this overall thing, but we'll shoot again for you know a couple of weeks from now, something like that. We'll figure it out. Um, shout out to Eric Reese. Give him a follow. Eric Reese PSN, as always on Twitter. Um, follow us, Cam Klein fifteen, uh, Justin Goodhart or Goodhart Justin, and uh, Fly Guys podcast as well. Uh, be happy. Be healthy. Uh, wear your masks, if vaccinated if you can, you know, the whole spiel that Justin gives. Uh, and as always, uh, let's go Flyers, I guess. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, let's go Flyers. Let's let's go Flyers fans. Let's go Flyers fans. <laughs> let's go Flyers go fans. Fly- That's it. There we go. <laughs> <laughs>